TFS with your hosts, Paul Hacker and Mickey Gousset. Now, on to the show. Hello, everybody. My name is Paul Hacker. And I'm Mickey Gousset. And this is Radio TFS. Uh, welcome today. Uh, this is our initial kickoff podcast, and we're glad anybody listening to it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, build process in Visual Studio 2008. I second what Paul said. Welcome to our initial podcast. We hope to have many more. And we're going to talk about team build mostly, but we're probably going to talk about team system in general and who knows what else we'll get into. So we are glad to have you along for the ride. Yeah, so Mickey, I was looking at this uh, latest edition of TFS Times, and it's all about the build. And, you know, I was really excited when I saw the new uh, build uh, features coming down the pipe. And I was kind of kind of really curious to see what other people were interested in when it came to build. So I decided to do a, a feature focus uh, newsletter this month in January on, on the build process. And I was really surprised at the amount of content that was out there. And I was just wondering, you know, what, what do you find really exciting about this whole build itself? I mean, what's, what's, what's so cool about team build in 2008 in your eyes? Well, team, team build is, is one of the major areas that people focus on when they look at Team Foundation Server. Let me go back real quick and give you a quick plug. He's talking about TFSTimes.com, which is an online newsletter that Paul puts together. And this month, the online newsletter is devoted to Team Build. The coolest thing I think about Team Build in 2008 is how they basically completely revamped it. It's now got scheduling built into it. It's got continuous integration built into it. It's got build agents built into it. It's, they, they took the build concept from the 2005 version and really gave it a makeover, and it's a very good makeover. Well, I, I, what I really like what you said there is that whole scheduling piece and the continuous integration built in. You know, you would have thought right from the start they would have kind of included that because, well, Windows has a scheduler and continuous integration isn't really rocket science to build uh, when you're building a tool like that. And I've always wondered why they left it out, but it's great that it's actually in there. Um, you know, the other piece that I really, I really like is the fact that in uh, that they opened up the API for us now. Uh, I, I personally find that really attractive um, in terms of being able to program against it. And I know our good friend Martin Woodward, another fellow MVP, uh, has um, actually done a little bit of uh, tooling around the uh, API to kind of show you how to how to get working with it. And he has it on his blog. Um, and if you just Google Martin Woodward, you'll find his blog. But I think that's a really cool piece of the team build right now. And I'm, I don't know, Mickey, have you seen a lot of people out there that are programming against it yet, other than Martin and maybe a few of the MVPs? I haven't seen a lot of people yet, but I think that's because a lot of people don't know that they have that capability. Given that 2008 just came out a couple of months ago, it's everyone's still kind of getting ramped up to speed on what they have. But again, yeah, Martin is a great, great resource for pretty much any information related to team system and team build. He really knows his stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the amount of content that he he can deliver to us. You know what else I really enjoy is the folks that are out there uh, building the third party tools. And the folks from Atrice have built a really cool tool um, called the uh, Team Foundation Sidekick or, or the MS Build Sidekick. And actually, if you read the TFS Times article from January, you'll see that we have an article in there. And Eugene, again, another fellow MVP, has actually built a really cool. Uh, build visualizer, uh, for lack of a better term. It's the MS Build Sidekick version 2. 
and, and it is available from download uh, to try out. And it's actually, I'm looking at, I have a, I have a screenshot of it in the, in the Times newsletter. And actually, it's really cool. It kind of has a flow of how all the different targets relate to each other. And, again, and that's a, oh, I didn't mean to step on you there. No, go ahead, go ahead, Mickey, go ahead. But yeah, Eugene has written some great tools for for using against Team Foundation Server. He's got a lot of different Team Foundation Server sidekick tools, such as to do shelf set to help you manage like shelf sets and manage other things in Team Foundation Server. But this is a cool tool because it's got the whole visualization aspect for MS Build. Now, I'll be honest, I have not actually fired this thing up and, and messed with it yet, but looking at the screenshots and looking at what it, what it can do, if you've ever had to go into the MS build file and, and hack at that XML yourself, this looks like it's really going to give you a, a boost in, as far as your productivity goes. Yeah, I, I would agree there. I remember in the 2005, I was um, on site with a client, and they had a huge piece of the engagement was modifying and building all these new build scripts for them and they did all different types of builds and at that time there wasn't a tool out there and it was very you, you had to dig into the the target files and and kind of figure out which ones you could uh work with and which ones you could override and which ones weren't and i've made a few mistakes along the way <laughs> i actually made some really bad mistakes when i was first learning it but again it was all a learning process so it's really cool to see that the community has you know, gone out of their way to build these types of tools to make uh, uh, the job of the consultant a lot easier, um, let alone just the average Joe in the IT shop who's trying to maintain their TFS implementation. Uh, I, I agree, I agree. And again, our, our podcast today, we're focusing on team build. One of the things that, and we're focusing on some of the content that's in the TFS Times, there is, one of the things that I see most often when we're talking about team build is people want to be able to once the build is complete, deploy it out somewhere. Take their website and deploy it out to, to their test server. And that's actually very, very simple. And again, referencing another article in TFS Times, Mike Azarkar, who is another Team System MVP, again, this TFS Times is chock full of information from all different kind of people that really know their stuff. He shows you basically how you can add three lines of code to your build file and it will deploy your website for you automatically. And again, that's probably one of the number one things that, that I'm always asked how you do. That, that's a great one because, again, that was always asked of us. And I actually looked at, and it's not in, in the, the newsletter, and maybe I should have uh, thought about that, is there's a set of uh, target files put together by, I believe it's Microsoft in the U.K., and I remember using those, and one of them was the ability to deploy because um, trying to figure out how to deploy it was, wasn't so easy for me. And... Um, but again, Mike has done a great job of showing us how to do that, especially when it comes to websites. People always want to do that. The other thing I'd like to know, Mickey, maybe you can answer this. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it myself. Is what have they done in 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 terms of fixing the way you build and deploy your databases with DB Pro and Team Build? Do you know anything new in that in that world? Well, honestly, I'm not sure what all has changed. But again, looks like there's an article in the TFS Times that'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there is. I've not actually, I've not actually tried to implement the, what's been changed as far as how to do that. I don't think that it changed enough. I think you still have to copy over if I don't, if I remember correctly, um, because of the way that the, the the original one was built. You actually, it, it what it did is it, it stored the connection string and the target database information in your CS dot 
Oh, uh, dot, right. your proj.user file and you had to copy it over to the dot proj file then recompile your app check it back into source control and then when it built it would actually build correctly and you'd have to put some stuff in the build script some uh, uh ms build um targets in there and it was it was kind of hokey in way in the way that they they did it and i think that i from what i understand it's still very similar in that respect and i think uh, you're right because the 2008 version of of DB Pro, Visual Studio for Team System 2008 for databases, is basically Visual Studio 2005 DB Pro with the service release on it. So it's probably going to be almost exactly the same way. Ah, okay. So they need to they need to fix that because that's really that's one of the things that I found that people um, shy away from the database professional from is is the fact that you know they they can't seem to build and deploy it. And there's some other things too, but but focusing in the build world, you know, they find it it's a lot of work to go through and in, in what they seem to think is something that should be rather simple and should be built into the tool as it is. So, well, who so, knows? You know. So let me let me interrupt you for a second. Let's take a break for a second for talking about team build and talk. And this is our first podcast. Obviously, I know who you are. You know who I am. But we may have people out there that don't have a clue who either of us is. So why don't you take a second, Paul, to tell everybody who you are, why you're so interested in team system, how you got involved, whatever you want to say about team system, and then I'll do the same. All right, Mickey. Hey, that's a great idea. Um, my name is Paul Hacker. I am a Microsoft MVP in the Visual Visual Developer Team System category, uh, which is Visual Studio Team System and TFS, uh, Team Foundation Server. And I'm based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. And I have a I have a strong passion for the Visual Studio Team System and Team Foundation Server from the simple matter that it has process and helps companies develop better software. And it makes software developers better developers. So what I see this tool is really intrigues me about this tool is that it can help grow a better developer. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm really looking for if I'm in, a, in an IT shop. How, to, how can I help grow a better developer who feels like he's contributed or she's contributed and also have these projects that are coming in on time, maybe on budget. You know, again, it, that's, that's all... Um, uh, you know, uh, idealistic way of thinking of it, but uh, I think that this tool can help facilitate that, but because of the fact that it helps to mitigate risk, uh, and therefore then you have better success on your project. So that's what keeps me really passionate about this tool. Uh, so much so that I actually was consulting on TFS for quite some time uh, and actually worked with Mickey um, before going off and doing some other things. But I run, I, I run the um, Indianapolis Team System Users Group. So if you're in the Indianapolis area and you want to come to see a user group, we meet the fourth Wednesday of every month up in Indianapolis. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'll turn it over to you, Mickey. Great, great. Again, I'm Mickey Gousset. I'm also a team system MVP. That's a most valuable professional. MVPs are people that were recognized for their contributions back to the development community in a particular Microsoft technology. For myself and for Paul, that's in relation to team system. So by doing things like speaking, blogging, writing articles, all that kind of stuff, by just going above and beyond to give back, we've been recognized for that with the MVP designation. Paul's up in Indianapolis. I'm in Tupelo, Mississippi, birthplace of Elvis. So that's where I, I work from home. I do team system consulting for the 
same company that Paul and I used that Paul that I currently work for and Paul used to work for. I got involved with Team System back in 2004 when it was first announced at TechEd. I just I saw what I thought how great this tool could be to help people write better code. And so then I started playing with it, playing with the CTPs and I started blogging about it and then I created a community website called teamsystemrocks.com which is where I blog and where I aggregate information about Team System. So, you know, go hit teamsystemrocks.com. There's my plug. But I, I've been very passionate about Team System for almost four years now. I, I think it's a great product. I think it has a lot of capabilities. I see a lot of good future for it. And it's, I really think that if you're doing Microsoft development, you should give it a serious look, if, especially Team Foundation Server. Because Team Foundation Server, you know, it's not visual source safe. It's a brand new version control, work item tracking. We'll probably do a whole F podcast on Team Foundation Server at some point. But as you can probably tell, I've probably started talking faster. But that that Paul and I are, are very passionate about this subject. Well, that's right, Mickey, and, and that's awesome. I mean, you've you've really been one of them people that's been there since the beginning. And I I came in around the beta three, but um, but I you know I think with the commonality that in both our, our uh, intros there is that we both th- see the value in this tool in helping develop developers write better code, create better software. And, uh, and, and, I, and I truly believe that at, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And, uh, uh, what better tool, you know, it's, it's a great tool and, uh, I, I personally love it. Um, I just, I just wish I could see in Indianapolis, we're kind of behind the times here. So we're not jumping on board as quick as I'd like us to, you know, I'd like to see more people adopting it and running with it, but, uh, we're, uh, we're a third generation city. So I guess when we see V3 come out, maybe then Indianapolis will, will jump on and get going. But, um. You know, in case, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell our, tell our listeners, in case you haven't figured it out, Paul and I have not scripted this out at all. We're pretty much winging it. <laughs> now, that may change in the future, but for the first, at least the first couple of times to get our feet wet, we're pretty much winging it. So I feel like I need to real quick explain exactly what Team Build is for those people that, that may not know. Team Build is a feature in Team Foundation Server that allows you to do automated builds. And... It was available in Team Foundation Server 2005, and it's been completely revamped and, and redone in 2008 to, to add a lot of new features. But it's basically an automated build process. And there are a lot of automated build pro- of tools out there that you can use to automate your builds. But t- the team build concept ties into Team Foundation Server, where it will actually go get the source code that you want from the version control system, pull it down to the build server, it'll compile it, run static code analysis against it, run tests against it, and then deploy it out onto a test server for you. So it, it does a lot of stuff for you. It's not just a let me go compile my code. It, it, it's, it's, and since it's based off of MS build, you can go into the build scripts and make changes, and it's just it can be a very powerful product. Yeah, you're, you're right there, Mickey. And... Um... It it is hugely powerful and the build I love because of the fact that you can take uh, continuous integration and I think there's nothing better than having than being able to run continuous integration as part of your development process and now this facilitates that much easier than it used to be. Uh, one of the things you mentioned before too was the version control piece of Team System and while we we are focusing on the build part here, I'd like to let it know that um, you don't have to have one of the additions of Team System in order to run. Team Foundation Server. 
So you can use the professional edition if that's what you have uh, and you don't have the funds or the resources or whatever necessary to get one of the editions. You can still get the Team Foundation server, implement it, and use uh, the professional edition to access it through the uh, Team Explorer plugin that that is available on the um, Team Foundation server disk. So a lot of people get caught up in this belief that, oh, I can't use the tool because I can't afford the client. Well, you don't need to have the client, any of the specific team additions in order to use the server piece and take advantage of the things like the source control and the build engine that are available to you. Exactly. You just need uh, Visual Studio Professional 2005 or 2008. Now, if you're still stuck in the age of Visual Studio 2003 or VB6, you can still use Team Foundation Server as the version control client because there is a MISCI provider that will plug into the older versions of Visual Studio that allow you still allow you access to the version control system. But if you're using just Visual Studio 2005 Professional, you can still have all the capabilities that are on the Team Foundation Server, like Paul said, by installing Team Explorer. Right, right. And that, that, it's funny how many people actually, well, it's not funny. It's, it's, it's kind of sad that you see so many people, you know, not giving the tool its fair shake because of the fact that the way it was marketed doesn't really let people know that they can't use a client, um, one of the team system clients, that they can stay with a professional edition yet take advantage of the team foundation server. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people that have asked me that question. And, and I believe it's, it's, the way it's marketed that doesn't people don't have that you know that information and again that's one of the reasons why TFS Times is available and why Mickey you have your website is to kind of get that information out to the general public the the regular joes out there that don't spend their time perusing the the internet like we do who don't have a you know the overall overall passion for this tool the way we do that will go all night long <laughs> the way we will with this tool because uh but but how do we get them that information so we come up with these different Mediums, and we hope that the podcast series will be part of that medium to deliver you information you may not find uh, so readily on the internet. We'll do the grunt work for you, and you take just sit back and listen. You know, crack open a cold beer and and, and relax and listen to some TFS talk for a while. Crack open a cold beer—that's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, it's I not. Think it's... about that before I got in my office, though. <laughs> Speaking of cold beers, I just want to do a little shameless plug here for the guys in Microsoft Midwest have started a podcast series of their own called The Thirsty Developer. And if you haven't experienced a thirsty developer, I suggest that you uh, go to thirstydeveloper.com and listen to some of their podcasts. In fact, I'll be on in the next couple of weeks uh, talking about continuous integration. So, uh, but um, yeah, sit back and enjoy a cold beer. That, uh, That sounds like a good idea there, Mickey. And, uh, and with that, I think we'll we'll wrap it up for our first session. And, I, and think, I think that's great. I was going to say, I didn't really think ahead to say, hey, here's a good way to contact us. So what I'm going to tell you right now, until the for me, until the, the next time we do a podcast, is if you go to TeamSystemRocks.com and just click on the contact link there and shoot me an email if there's anything you want to hear on the uh, or talk about on the podcast. Paul, I didn't know if you had if you were brave enough to provide any way for people to contact you, or if you just wanted them to to hit us through Team System Rocks for the time being. Um, you know, people can can email me directly if they want to at uh, phacker 
at Lacerta Solutions, L-A-C-E-R-T-A Solutions.com. And I will make sure that I respond to you in an appropriate time. Or you can, again, just go right through uh, Team System Rocks if that's if that's easier for you. And like Mickey oh, said... Heck. If you're going to be brave, I'll do it too. You, you can email me at mgousset, M-G-O-U-S-S-E-T, at notionsolutions, all one word, dot com. All right. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen today. And Mickey, I appreciate your time uh, to join me on this endeavor. Oh, same to you, Paul. Same to you. Again, our plan is to hopefully do this relatively um, stably at any rate and hopefully provide you some really good content. So please give us some feedback. All righty, and we'll call that a wrap, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks a lot.